What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So hello, uh, welcome, welcome back to another another tracks to podcast um, with with Rory and Alfie, um, and these are going to be more regular as uh, as I get used to uni and all that sort of stuff and and the the sort of new volume of training and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so that that's all all going okay. How are you, Alfie? E- even though we've been talking for like. The past uh, 10, 15 minutes. So you, did you? It, you did it this time on the last podcast. You called me out for saying that. Um, so I'm glad the balls are reversed. Yeah, I'm great. Obviously, I would like to touch on something very quickly is the fact that on the last Shake Up podcast we did, I said Matthew Centuritz would be on our next podcast. That yes. is in the works. Um, he just likes playing Warzone tournaments a bit too much. So yeah. eventually we will get Matthew Centuritz on the podcast. It's just when rather than if. So just putting that out there, it is going to happen at some point. Uh, I'm not sure when. Don't hold your breath on it, but it will definitely happen. Other than that, Rory, I'm okay. Obviously got a race tomorrow. But one thing what I am quite upset about is the current cancellation of some races, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a second. Um, It's up to you whether you want to cover that first or talk about the race tomorrow first. Completely up to you. May as well go chronological. So, yeah, me and Alfie are running tomorrow at Trafford in Manchester. Alfie's got a 3K, I've got a 15. Um, yeah, talk about how, how you're feeling. You're looking forward to that one? Uh, I, 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 do you know what? I am. I think it's because it's my only race I'm going to do. Because normally I, I hate time trials because I just feel like I'd never race well in them. But I think for mm. me, because it's the only race of the season and also this the race actually normally in time trials, the pace scares me because it's like you're going for a PB. What's a really aggressive pace most of the time. Whereas this race, it's not scaring me the times. So, which makes me feel like I'll be able to race to try and contend for one of the top spots rather than just race to hang on um, to a time. So I'm, I'm sort of excited about that. Cause it's, it's 66 as per 400, which in my head, I'm not sure if it's cause I haven't raced in a long time, but in my head that sounds absolutely fine. So I'll have to wait and see how that feels on the day. But at the minute, I'm sort of looking forward to it because probably for a number of factors, obviously you've raced this already this season. So how are you like feeling going into it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm more looking forward to this one than I was the last one. Uh, as I said in the last podcast, there's been tons of family stuff and uh, we had a family member that was really ill in Manchester, so we were driving back and forth, and my trainer was a little bit sketchy. Legs were tired from travelling. Uh, so the last race was a little bit of a write-off. Uh, it was also after like a six-hour car journey. Um, but it was, it was nice to get one out of the system, like get the bad one out. Feel a bit more confident for this one. Um, did, did a little session the other day to find out where, where the speed was at, and that was 800, and then 4 by 200 afterwards. Uh, so I dropped a 156 and then uh, sort of four in and around 24 and 25. So 
fingers crossed I can get to 800 at like two flat and then keep keep that moving but just gonna have to find out really I'm not I'm not putting too much pressure on myself just a PB and I'll be I'll be happy uh, considering you know injury and lockdown the season's been ropey as anything no one really knows what's going on so yeah Johnny Davies is going for 338 so the pace is 156 so I'm gonna fingers crossed that means strung out from the get-go uh and a nice and smooth ride and uh talking about your race I think you're in quite a good position because you're going to be at the front end and it also is kind of a time trial. It's like a nice midway between a time trial and a race because even though you will be running for a fast time, you'll also be running to win. Uh, which I think at BMCs is sometimes quite difficult, like especially for me. I'm just going to be trying to survive with a few guys that are going at 156. But, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a proper, proper little race for you. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I saw the entry list for the A race of the 3K, Obviously, I haven't done a, my free KPBs from like two years ago. Um, mm. It's not very impressive. It's like eight thirty-two. It's really. It was in a championship race. Yeah, don't want to talk. Don't need to get into it. Um, <laughs> so obviously, I'm in the B race, which I'm really happy about because that A race, I believe they're going for sub eight um, yeah. up at the top, which makes a lot of sense because it's an absolute stacked field. So I'm kind of yeah. happy that I can sort of race the B race and. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I've I've done a little bit of a brief check of who was it entered, but right. I don't I don't want to make any Josh Lay sort of claims saying like I'm going to win the race or anything before it's even happened. But we'll have to wait yeah. and see. Alfie uh, doesn't want to say that, but it's a fact. Alfie's gonna gonna win that shit. Um, fingers crossed. But I don't know. We we're, we're both on the same boat. Like we came back from France, had to quarantine. That was annoying because we were then just training by ourselves and then I don't know it sort of I think it threw both of us out of routine a little bit um, and obviously we both had stuff on in the background which wasn't ideal uh, but we've both sort of found a little bit of clarity in the past few weeks anyway and seems like we're a bit more plain sailing from here. Yeah and just in regards to that obviously we've had quite an interesting last month or so so everyone who's listened to this just be ready for a huge improvement in content uh, from tracks as a whole we're, we're going to start doing our articles literally daily like every day we're going to be releasing an article we've already started that it's been like five days in a row now we've started like releasing an article we're going to keep that up we've got some guys on board to help us with that um, a lot of more athlete content a lot more I, I, I don't want to make promises but a lot more podcasts better podcasts we're just going to try and do as much as we can really um, and sort of to try and make this podcast have some sort of educational value Rory could you reckon mm. we could talk through like our race, like our race week? So like our taper, like what does it look seven days before a race up until the race and what have we been doing each day to sort of prepare for the race? I'm not saying it's perfect, but I feel like mm. some people might find it useful. Absolutely. Well, for me, I, I only start tapering sort of three days before the race. Um, so I've still done like 60 miles this week. Uh, but from, from what, Friday? Actually, more so from Saturday because we're racing on Tuesday. So on Saturday, I did um, 8 by 200 at like target 15 pace, which is like 30s. So it was pretty much just 30s feeling fairly routine and just ticking over. 
and I try and do a session three or four days before a race that will give me a little bit of confidence, uh, usually at race pace, just, just that you can simulate how that feels. Um, two days before the race, just five miles uh, at mile three, do, do a few strides, keep the legs ticking over. And then the day before the race, I literally just go out 10 minutes, do some strides and then back 10 minutes. Uh, really, really slow and easy, but uh, making sure that the legs are still still moving um, on the stride so that I, I don't sort of feel lethargic when it gets to the race. Um, don't, know, don't know how you sort of prepare for yours. See, I've done mine a bit differently because of what happened before Armagh, where I was still trying to get fitness back from not training for two weeks prior. So I've sort of kept some sort of intensity there. So it sort of goes back to last Monday, which is obviously seven days ago. I had yeah. a load of blood tests and for my problems, my, like my thyroid, my steroid function and stuff like that. And it left me feeling so weak. And I, I, I ate probably the most food I've ever eaten in 24 hours. And on Tuesday, I was supposed to have a session, which was fairly routine. It was five by a K and it was supposed to be at 248. Uh, and I did the first one in 2.52, and I was like, it's definitely not happening today. So I ended up running 2.52, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.52. So it was sort of like meant to be – obviously, that's quite considerably slower than race pace um, for the Ks. So it was just sort of left me feeling a bit like, oh, God, what's happened? It's, it's never nice having a bad session the week before a race. Um, but the day after that, it was just an hour easy. And then a rest day on the Thursday. And on Friday, I had a session, which was actually my first, other than the one we did in Monaco, my first quick session of the year. And it was meant to be four by 600 off four minutes. But the weather was, it was really windy. So we did two by 600, two by 400, and three by 200. And it, it was just meant to be, in fact, quite similar to your pace. It was meant to be one for is uh, like 58s and then like 28s. So it was sort of that kind of pace where it's hard, but it's not too hard that you're sort of cooking over the edge. Um, yeah. And I did that with James Gormley. So if anyone knows who he is, I sort of ran with him a bit. So I obviously messed up my pacing a bit. So the first one was 128. Went for 400 in like 58. Obviously, I meant to go through 460. So I slowed down, uh, did a 30, last 200. On the second one, I did 130, which I was quite pleased with myself. And then the 400s out of nowhere, I ran my PB. Around 54, I was like, what's going on? And then I did a 55, and then the twos were just 27, 26, 25. Day after that, 10K easy. Yesterday, which was Sunday, was 10K easy in strides. Today, I'm going to do, which I haven't run yet, which is kind of bad because it is like quarter past seven or 10 past seven as we're calling this podcast. I'm just going to do 20 minutes easy and then some strides. And then tomorrow, I think I'm going to do a shakeout in the morning. Which, yeah, just, just like a 15-minute sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's when you're racing at night, you sort of need to get that in, don't you? I feel like. Yeah. And then also ice bath tonight, probably. And then lots of beetroot, I think. Lots of beetroot. Beta-alanine. What on earth is beta-alanine? Um, it sort of... It has some sort of... I honestly, I don't... I got explained to me the other day, kind of... It doesn't stop you from hitting lactic, but it helps to reduce the amount of lactic that you get. Um, interesting. It, it is. It's quite a quite an interesting little thing. I mean, it's it'll be hella useful at like nine hundred meters uh, or a k. Um, 
but yeah, so that's that's mine and Alfie's race week. And uh, moving on from that, depressing news. Two lots of depressing news for people listening. I'm sure you already know. Euros was cancelled. Euro cross country. Um, heartbreaking scenes. Really felt like I could have could have done something this year, but you know it is what it is. Uh, Hungary have come out and said that they'll potentially help to put the event on. I'm not really getting my hopes up because I feel like loads of countries can jump in and say that and, you know, nothing will happen. Um, but fingers crossed Hungary can, can get something done. Um, it would be nice. A bit more, bit more of an incentive as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're all pretty, pretty depressed with that news. I feel like as well with the whole second wave, what's sort of going on across Europe at the minute, we kind of start getting stuff cancelled. The Olympics actually looks doubtful, which if you said that to me six months ago, I was, I'd be like, oh, it'll be fine. Give it until Christmas. It'll be all over. And we're at a point now where the Olympics looks doubtful, which is just yeah. scary to think about. But also, Eurocross getting cancelled probably means Liverpool will get cancelled, which is the qualifier. Probably means a lot of the races will get cancelled. I'm not really sure if we're going to have a cross season at all, which I feel like in America, that's already a thing, isn't it? Like there isn't any fall season. Um, yeah. Like but that's, that's the thing Like England athletics did propose those guidelines in, in a return to competition for cross country. But like, I don't know, man, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a 5k in Milton Keynes where you sat off with six or seven other people. Uh, so we're going off in waves at Milton Keynes. Um, When's that? I want to do it. 29th of September. Okay, just after my birthday. I'll have had too much cake. Never mind. Solid. I'll, I'll come and um, watch. Love that. But yeah, so it's like, well, how... We can't really get 5Ks done on the track in the UK. So how the hell are we going to get like 200 people elbowing, coughing and spluttering on each other on the start line at Liverpool? It's not, it doesn't make sense, does it? even if it's like the elite field only for only the seniors, but then there's no point in that because there'll be no trial for any race. Um, I like, at the minute, the national cross-country relays have had the approach of the top 30 get selected. So Yeah, how, how do they figure out the top 30? Is that the top 30 from last year? Yeah, top 30 from last year. Right. And we came 29th. Well done, guys. So is that, so, is that seniors? So is that like from the senior races? Yeah, yeah, seniors. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, I believe. So senior men or women? I don't have a clue. It doesn't make... That, that could cause outrage if they just say, like, yeah, I, I feel like it's everything with these whole coronavirus stuff. Everything's so inconsistent with rules and stuff. Um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest. I really want it to, but I can't see it happening, especially when we've got races what are getting cancelled in February, which oh. is more devastating. That's the most devastating news. I entered for Monaco 5K today. I think I'm going to do the same. I'm not kidding. Do it. There's still 385 entry places. I heard Armagh got cancelled and I was like, on my phone. I, I remember us talking about it. 14th of February. It's a no-brainer. This is a Monaco version 2, Rory. Valentine's Day. 
it's Monaco quite interesting. Monaco V2, but this time it's only going to be two or three of us, so... No, nah, it's know. definitely not going to be three of us. That's going to be weird. No chance. Yeah, just, just the two of us this time. Who knows what's going to happen in February? No one knows what's going to happen in between now and then, but... Uh... It's better with the two of us. I don't know if we touched on this, but... I heard this on a different podcast because it's called Peaks Too Early. I think we're going to be on their podcast quite soon. But they were mm. saying how they wish they were in Monaco on Craig Engels' yacht, Joe, like Shannon Roby, Donovan Brazier. And yeah. we actually could have gone on that yacht, I, I think, if we weren't with our girlfriends. So just think about that. Your girlfriend? Oh, I yes. a friend. Yeah, your friend. But, I, but yeah. Um... Um, <laughs> so yeah, we could have been on that yacht. This time in Monaco, nothing's going to come in our way of getting on a yacht with some runners. Maybe it's Joshua Chepsky. I don't know. We're going to be on a yacht. You know, uh, Joshua Chepsky might have a yacht out there. Who knows? Seb Who knows what his agents are doing with that money? He's going to be raking in the cash if he gets that world record. 10K world. Oh, yeah. 10K world record attempt. Do you think he's going to do it? Yes. I, I don't think it's his I bait. watched the dude run 12.35 by himself I, I, like yeah the lights were there but that does not mean everything like the dude ran 12.35 on his ones like it was nothing like it he was he stopped his Garmin he stopped his Garmin Alfie it was so easy like if you think he has to go through two and a half K at a pace he has to go through two and a half K at a pace that is 25, no, not even 25, about 35 seconds slower than his 5K pace yeah. to get the world record. Wait, I don't know why I said two and a half K. He has to go through 5K <laughs> in a pace what is like 35 seconds slower than his, um, or just a bit quicker. But either way, he's going to absolutely obliterate the world record, I think. And I think he'll probably get the 3K world record all the way up to the marathon in his career, which is kind of depressing to think about because Bikili and Kipchoge sort of the goats and to think that someone who's currently running could actually decimate all, the, all those world records in the next 10 years is kind of scary to think about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pretty cool to, to see that, like to see another sort of Kipchoge Bikili coming through. I mean... The dude is literally the 5k world record holder, soon to be 10k. So, I can, as soon as he wants to take on that half world record, and then you know, eventually, how old is the guy? 23, no, 24. I think it's his birthday today. Like, I actually think it's his birthday today. Happy, as birthday, the guy. Happy birthday, dad. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, we're just gonna have to see what um. What, what happens there I mean I, I can see him certainly getting the half I don't know whether he'll be able to transfer it to marathon you know not everyone can do that but certainly certainly half anyway um, if anyone can do it so, he can as well yeah, yeah definitely um, obviously there's been quite a lot of racing in Europe recently that we uh, we can talk about uh, Laura Muir ran 357 that was pretty cool again 357 again she's been absolutely amazing this year and same with Laura Waitman I feel like yeah. It's great that we've actually got some people uh, from GB who are actually doing well on that sort of Diamond League circuit this year, on sort of like the European circuit, because we're sort of, obviously there's Jake Whiteman, um, but other than that, I'm probably going to get Slayers because I can't think of someone, 
But you know, like the likes of like Charlie Grice and stuff like that, they sort of had like a mediocre season in comparison to what they've had before. So well, it's nice a lot that of people, people have admitted dominating. that. Like Neil Gawley came out and said that you know he just he just hasn't been very happy with this year. He just hasn't been happy with his training and his shape. And he was truthful and he was honest in saying, you know, I'm not not where I want to be right now. Guy was still dropping 338s, but, you know, he wants to be a three, he, he needs to be at 335, 334, 333 guy, which at the minute he's not. And that's probably just, you know, from from having such a weird, weird season, like you can't really sort of blame him for it. Uh, then also another fact about Laura Muir, she is, so she's run sub four. The only person who's run sub four more than Laura Muir, female, obviously, um, is Sif Amasan. So Laura Muir's run sub four. I don't even know how to articulate this. I can't say it right. She's she's run, run sub four. Oh no, I'm rubbish, most... I'm rubbish of words as well. I don't know why I tried interrupting you to try and correct you. She's run sub four the second most times behind yeah. Sif Amasan. Yeah. That's crazy. That list is that list is quite amazing as well. It's like Jenny Simpson, Faith Yegon, um, Tiffany Hassan and Laura Moore. So it's yeah. some crazy names up there. Guessing Debar well, was on the list as well. I think Laura Waitman's top her top five times are with it are in between four flat and four one. Like yeah. that that in between there, bless her. Um, but I saw all this from uh, John Mulkeen's Twitter, who would be great to get on the podcast because he's just like I mean, he literally just knows everything about any runner who's like ever been it's ridiculous we'll get him on we need to get we'll some get actual podcast guests what are like like what we could learn stuff from like i feel like we, get, we have guests who we like on but you know like we need like the tom schwartz on we need uh i don't know like dave from ritzenheim um, yeah well, it's like, like joe when joe rogan gets people like i don't know why have i had a blank now um elon musk oh, brian like cox yeah, Brian, that's actually the dude I was thinking of. Like, those two, you know, he learned so much just from, like, talking to those guys. I feel like we could do the same. Obviously, you did the recovery podcast. I wasn't here for that because, like, I think family stuff. So, but, yeah, like, we, we do need to get some guests on like that who are actually going to learn stuff from and who, who listeners are going to learn from. And no disrespect to any of the guests we've had. It's just a different sort of dynamic to, like, learning, like, educational stuff, which, obviously, I feel like we could create a balance of. Well, I feel like think... we've learned different things from different guests. Like Sam spoke about running in a way that I've never thought about running before. Um, and I learned a lot from him in terms of like ethos. Uh, yeah. Craig, I learned how to have a good time, just to not worry about running too much when you're, when you're young kind of thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's been, loads, there's been loads. Like We learned Ben Crawford's story. Uh, and that was that was pretty cool there's been a lot of stuff but in terms of like mobility training injuries all that sort of stuff it's gonna it's gonna be cool to look for some some more guests along that line yeah 100 percent. i feel like there's so many people out there as well who like don't have enough information on the sport so it'd be great to actually sort of hopefully to our listeners i'm not going to disclose how many listeners there are um hopefully that those people who do listen Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> 15,000 each podcast episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but number one, number one running podcast in the world, probably. Fact, so you, you search running on, on Spotify podcasts, best believer at the top. Uh, I mean, I'm going to double check that, it's still the same. Um, I've got it. Running, go to podcasts. Yeah, 
We're above the Runners World UK podcast. We're above Running Mate. We're above British Ultra Running podcast. So I hope you all know what what that means. We're probably um, we probably have the worst production as well in these in all the podcasts. We've definitely got the worst production and the worst planning of a podcast. It's just so like I was listening again to Pete's too early earlier, and they just sound so clean when they're speaking. And they've got sound effects. Imagine if we had sound effects. Well, you know what? Maybe we will have sound effects at some point, and maybe we'll. I might invest in a podcast microphone. I don't know. I've just got my Xbox headset on. Um, oh, I've got mine somewhere. I should have done that. Good point. Um, right. Anyway, back to running for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Antrim, the half marathon race at the weekend. We saw Mo Farah obviously win, if it was going to be any question. But I feel like I want to talk about two, actually there's three highlight performances what I kind of want to talk about, which is, I'm not sure one of the guy's names, but he's a 60-year-old, I believe. Oh, yeah, he was wearing full saw kit. Um, I've completely forgotten the guys, one second. Uh, we'll pull him up, but while we pull that guy up, I want to just say like, um, Mark Scott debut half crazy Abs- Mark Scott absolutely ridiculous like, so he's run 3.35 and sub 61 in the same season yeah that's and he won the British Champs the week before in the 5k and then comes second to Mo Farah in the half marathon over a course what doesn't seem that quick it was quite a, quite a big hill at the start um, so this guy was called Tommy Hughes he's 60 yeah. or over 60 and he ran 71 minutes for yeah. half marathon. I just... That's ridiculous. It's, obviously, it was the world record. Um, I'm not sure by how much, but a crazy performance. And then the third performance I wanted to touch on was in the women's race, was actually Becky Briggs. Which... Mate. Didn't she run like... 72. 72. That's crazy. She, obviously, she's... She's our age, isn't she? She's 20. Yeah. 20. And she's run a 72, 72 half marathon. Uh, I couldn't even dream of doing a half marathon at this age. I, I don't think I'd cope. I think I'd fall, my legs would fall off after 10k. Yeah, well, Becky said a lot like that, um, you know, she's been putting like the graft in past like nine weeks. She's been putting some really good work, consistent work in. Uh, a lot of people in the UK will know she's a really hard worker. Um, she went to World Cross as well. I forgot where she finished in World Cross. I think it was top 50. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool to see Becky doing well on the roads. Um, and obviously, uh, Lily Partridge took the win. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool to see that. Scullion's back. Scullion's oh, yes. He had even an Irish record as well. We need him on this yeah. podcast. I don't think he'd ever come on our podcast because... By listening to his podcast, it seems like he's quite like a lone wolf kind of person. So mm. I don't know. It'd be great to get him on because he actually inspires me to sort of start Tracksters right in the start. He was one of the guys who inspired me to start it just because he, he had his little podcast going. So, yeah, fun fact there. Um, and that... that- almost wraps up for us what I did want to put at the end of this is that I, if, if some people saw our Instagram post today about uh, the, the t-shirts um, we we were going to stick uh, a 10% are we going to go 10% or 15% code 
for people who actually get to the end of the podcast? Yes. Well, 10 or 15, yes is not the answer. That's the code, yes. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> let's call it 15, let's call it 15, why not? It's generous. And what, what's the code, what is the code going to be? Well, consider, uh, ooh, I don't know. This is an interesting question. Maybe oh, carrots. I think we should have code as carrots. Oh, Jesus. Right. Well, if, if, anyone, if anyone made it to the end of this podcast to hear that, I'm sorry. It's, it's Emily Covert's fault, to be honest. Shout out Emily Covert. Shout out Rachel. Oh, also, guys. sorry, while we're here, YouTube videos from now on. When we do them, we're going to have a Nike discount code in every video. There we are. I said it here. Don't need to ask how it's going to happen. So yeah, stay tuned to the YouTube videos as well. Sick. Right, well, this, this has been the Shake Art Club. It's coming back weekly, as well as another podcast a week at least. And we might have an exciting announcement about a third podcast a week, which we will reveal if it happens. So thank you for listening. When the t-shirts drop, carrots <laughs> carrots yeah carrots will be the discount code thank you <laughs> what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.